From NJ.com and the Star Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights, with your host, Steve Politi, and Rutgers Insiders, Keith Sargent and James Cratch. Let's start shopping. Well then, how about that, guys? New intro for the Rutgers Rant. And we have a new sponsor, too. This is a big day for the Rutgers Rant. Steve Politi joined James Cratch, Keith Sargent. First, let me just thank Keith Norton, a huge Rutgers fan and a professional voiceover guy for doing the intro for us. It's, it's a great new sound. We appreciate that, Norts. Uh, now, this is an even bigger development, guys. We have a sponsor, New, new Brunswick Development Corporation, DevCo, as people know it and know it well. Sorry, so you know Chris Paladino, of course. We've yep. known him for years. Yep. He, he, he texts me out of the blue one day. He says, so how do, I, how do I go about sponsoring the podcast? And I nearly replied, wait, what podcast? Wait, our podcast. We want to sponsor and you, of course, our podcast. And you, of course, just wanted them to cut out the middle man, just send you the, the money rather than the company, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted some, pro- I was some maybe some renovations <laughs> on my house. <laughs> I've seen some of the work that Devco has done on some things uh, throughout uh, New, New Brunswick area and Newark as well. I was hoping maybe they could just, you know. Atlantic City. Bathroom in yep. Atlantic City, yeah. Maybe, you know, my kitchen could use a new set of cabinets. But we thank uh, Chris Paladino and Devco for joining us this is a great honor to have them as a sponsor all right we've got a lot to talk about though uh related to the scarlet knights and what happened monday night in nebraska you know i i i, I want to say that i was surprised guys but i i'm be honest with you i mean i wasn't all that surprised i, mean, I guess i was surprised by i didn't think they'd be down 30 points to nebraska but this is what we've seen from this team i mean i wasn't surprised that they were down a lot early that's what they've they i mean they were down 15 points before they rallied against indiana i wasn't surprised that you know they, they had the, for the, the problems defensively early i mean but yeah I, to, to be down 30 points against the last place team on a day that the last place team's best player announced he was transferring I mean, Cratch, it was just an unacceptable performance. You know, when I was uh, listening to, watching to the, the WebEx after the game, I thought to myself, this should have been a press conference where Steve Peichel got to do what so many teams, we've joked about it before, so many coaches have done to Rutgers over the years. Go in there, pat the gutty, gritty Cornhuskers on the head. You know, Coach Hoiberg's doing a great job. Big things are coming for these guys. I was scared about them, but I'm glad we took control in the second half and won by 15. That was what was supposed to happen. But since it's Rutgers, Nebraska's up 30 points at one point. Just, you know, at this point, I think it's – we're getting very close to the point where they're going to miss the tournament. Let's be real. I know they're comfortably in with all the bracketology. I know they've still got the Minnesota game. They've still got the Big Ten tournament. This feels like it's falling apart, and it feels like it's slipping away. And if they don't make the big dance – what happened last year is going to go from a unfortunate situation to the single most haunting thing in the history of Rutgers athletics, period. You can't hard to argue with that. And, and I, I mean, I, I guess I come back to this though, Sarge. I thought that things were falling apart when they had a no show loss at home to Maryland. I just thought that was a bad loss that Steve Peichel played the uh, it's on me, it's on me, it's on me game. They came back and then they, you know, they, they, they just had a brilliant 30 minutes against Indiana and made us all forget about it. 
is that are we going to see that again? Is this just, just one of these teams that you just you know it, it, you have to have it back against the wall? You don't know what to expect from night to night. I mean, they played a bad again, another bad Minnesota team, a team that's reeling, losing five straight games. What do you think we're going to see from them when they play next game? Oh man, I get paid. <laughs> I get paid to analyze. So I mean, but I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, this team is really hard to figure out. One of the harder teams that I, I, I've ever, you know, tried to uh, cover and. Uh, I I do I do think that they're going to win um, you know one of the next two games I mean whether it's Minnesota or in the Big Ten tournament um, I think this team you know uh, all along I thought they were going to be in the NSA tournament but look uh, uh, you're you're right I mean they lose the, I guess the, the net ranking I guess we do have a little bit of news uh, the right. net ranking which everyone talks about as you know the the thing that the NSA selection committee looks at more than anything they went from 32 down to 38 so not as big of a drop as a lot of people feared um you know look they lose to minnesota it's probably going to dip into the 40s and that's not where you want to be come selection sunday um no one knows how many teams the big 10 are going to get, get you know if, if you know if they get eight um Rutgers wants to be you know in top eight you know because who knows what you know how they're going to value the uh you know big 10 tournament um I, I, I think they're going to, you know, if, if you had to ask me now, I think they're, they're going to uh, come up big. The one thing that concerns me is Minnesota is good at home and, you know, and they yeah. have something to play for too. They're, they, they do have some NCAA tournament life, albeit, you know, you know, a, a faint pulse, but they do have a pulse. So I don't know. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> this is going to be a team that, that, you know, probably comes back and, 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 and looks like they did against Purdue. That's what I'm, I'm banking on, but who knows? Let, um, all right, let's talk about the uh, the tournament bubble here for a minute now. Uh, I was surprised, Cratch. I mean, I thought, you know, that was the kind of loss that people would, would have, have punished them a lot for. Joel, I know we <laughs> these bracketologists are, are often wrong, but Joel, Joel Lenardi, a guy has been doing it for, for 50 years, has them dropped from an eight to a nine. So essentially not dropping at all. Jerry Palm ha- had them not dropping, has still has them as, as an eight. Uh, that is solidly in the field. That's not really on the bubble. That's a team that should expect to hear its name. Um, you know, the net ranking, I, I don't know. I, I'm curious how much the committee is going to use that this year. Just looking at it, I mean, Colgate's still number nine. There's just a lot about it that makes you wonder how, how accurate and how, uh, how good of a, a barometer that thing's going to be this year. I mean, Duke's 58. I mean, there's a lot of things you look at, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's strange. I mean, where, where do you think they are right now? And is it, is it as simple as the one win? And if they don't get the one win, where do you think they are, Cratch? I think they're in at the moment. I, I will say this. I get the feeling that a loss like they just suffered maybe is not going to like have this massive impact 12 hours later. But what's going to happen two weeks from now when we get through all these conference tournaments and we have upsets and, you know, like a team like Duke goes and wins the ACC tournament and suddenly is in and, you know, that creates a ripple effect. And, you know, that's where I think the problem is going to be. This could be a delayed impact, this loss for Rutgers. Uh, Look, I think they have to win at least one more game to feel comfortable, uh, which I think it's a tough situation. But as Sarge said, Minnesota's really good at home. They're somewhat, you know, still in the hunt. Uh, Richard Patino might be coaching for his job. You know, I think that's going to be the big debate out in Minneapolis. Do they have the money in these COVID times to get rid of him? Big Ten tournament, you know, I think it's a crapshoot. And then, you know, then you're at the mercy of the committee. I do think this, and I don't know if it's – 
conscious or subconscious, I do tend to think that the committee is going to lean toward power five teams as at large bids over mid majors. And it sounds horrible. I think there's some a greater level of trust that those teams are going to stay COVID free and get to the bracket. Interesting. I consider. I also wonder if the committee will will look at what happened last year and have a little sent sent them out. They're not, they're not supposed to do, do it. I know they're not supposed to do it, but they're human beings. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll see Rutgers and go if it's if a toss up no. thing. I think the other thing I'm interested to see is how do they how do they attack you know look at the conference tournaments because obviously at the lower levels those teams are playing as hard as they can. It's one bid league. They've got to get in. I you know. I cannot, I'm telling you, I'm convinced that some power five coach is going to completely tank a conference tournament game just to get his guys back in the hotel and away from COVID as much as <laughs> possible. Like It's going to be like, you know, like look at the way people freaked out about Doug Peterson, you know, in a, yeah. in a week 17 football game, you know, what happens if, you know, obviously Gonzaga is not going to do it because they're undefeated. You know, what happens if Baylor gets to the big 12 tournament, they've already lost. And Scott Drew's like, you know what? This is stupid. This is not worth it. I- I'm not going to, I'm going to suddenly decide I have to play some of these walk-ons extended minutes and we're going to get the hell out of here. Yeah. The conference yeah. tournaments, are the dumbest thing every year for the most part, but they're really stupid this year. It's an unnecessary risk. And if I was about to, if, if they had beaten Nebraska, I was going to come on here and say, you know what, Steve Peichel, you should give a lot of run to Luke Nathan and Nick Brooks in the first round of the Big Ten tournament and just pack it up. But obviously yeah. now mm-hmm. I don't think they can do that. Well, this is another reason why they can't do it. I didn't know this. I don't know if you guys knew this, but when they go to Indianapolis on Wednesday uh, for the, for what it's still going to be a Thursday game, no matter what happens, um, they're going to stay. I don't think they're going to stay through Sunday, through Selection Sunday, because the Big Ten wants them there in Indianapolis if they get into the tournament. So this is a, this is a fascinating scenario. Let's yeah. say they lose that first-round game. And it's possible, if you look at the seeding now, that they're going to have an 8-9 game in the Big Ten tournament against a, a Maryland, really a rising Maryland team with a, with, with a chance, which would mean if, if even you win that, you have to play Michigan in the next game. So they could lose on Thursday, stay through Sunday, not have their name called on Selection Sunday. I have to head back. Can you imagine that? I mean, that is just – that is a crazy scenario. Um, that, well, but- I mean, uh, the one thing is, you know, they will have, I guess, teams that don't uh, see their names uh, called on Sunday. They might have to wait around anyway just because uh, of the uh, the fear of COVID. And, you yeah. know, if, it, if a team uh, has to opt out last minute, I, I guess there's a 48-hour rule where uh, they're going to have teams like, you know, uh, in the hopper, just in case, right? Is that right? On the ready, yeah. I, yeah oh. So I, I, the NCAA, like, it, it's been somewhat complicated, but it sounds like <laughs> the, the four teams, the, like the last four out, the last four out, are, are basically going to be kept in reserve. Oh yep. my god, this is crazy! <laughs> and Can you gonna imagine be, that? There's going to be a 16 team NIT in, in the in the Dallas, which is stupid. There. I just I cannot. I just Look, I cannot accept. The Rutgers, Rutgers will not accept that. I hope. My goodness. Oh. You know, I see that's the, like, I don't know. I like would. I, I would no. tend to think no, because this team is, you know, they would go down there and like lose to Appalachian state in the first round. It'd just be a complete disaster. I don't, hard. I don't look at this team as missing the tournament in this agonizing. <laughs> let's not even think fashion. about it. Be be like, like, hey, let's go win the NIT. No, la- uh, last thing of all, you know, very low on the list of, of things that have been taken by this pandemic. Can you imagine last year or even this year, the party that would have been at the rack on selection Sunday. No man. When their name got called. Right. I mean, it would have been 8,000 people in the stadium. Amazing. It would have been the biggest party the rack has ever seen. This kind of a shame that they didn't get that moment. So there, so we just, we just came up with the, with the scenario 
to end all scenarios for Rutgers. <laughs> so they lose Thursday. They were the last four out. Then they get a bid because of, you know, some team Ooh. gets a COVID outbreak. Then they play in the, why, they play in the first four this? as a 12 seed. And they win that game. And that's it. then you're in a good position. You're like a 12 seed. You're in the tournament. I mean, this is this is, could be a fascinating. I, I this is uh, yeah. I, I'm going to stop talking now because why I don't want to cause any more. Yeah. yeah. Why? why? I don't want to cause any more stress for Rutgers. All right. But, I wonder if the Big Ten would let you know Rutgers like uh, let's say they could find some sort of like you know Airbnb in like Kokomo, Indiana, or something. <laughs> Just kind of chill there. You know, find a place with a basketball. It's Indiana. Somebody's got to have a basketball court in the backyard. <laughs> Go to the Hoosiers gym. Just hang out there. Ah, uh, man. That's, yeah, this, this went off the rails, but so is the season or at this point. All right, let's dive into true or false, guys. Um, you know the rules. I've got, the, uh, I've got the, the biggest one for you now. I'm going to start right off the bat. True or false, Rutgers will make the NCAA tournament. James Cratch, true or false? True. Keith Sargent? True. All right, I, I'm still there. At true as well. Uh, that was a confident but, true, by the way. I, that was I, a confident I, true. I've got a, I've got a uh, true. <laughs> but, all right, true or false? Steve Peichel is on the hot seat with fans if they don't. James Cratch, true or false? True. Sarge. True, but it doesn't doesn't really matter. But true doesn't matter, of course. But true, yeah. All right, true or false? The Nebraska loss is worse than Rutgers's loss in football against Cincinnati in 2006. Cratch, true or false? False. Okay. Sarge, true or false? Mm -hmm. False. I will say this. I'm going to agree with you on false, but that that Cincinnati team was pretty good, unlike Nebraska. All right, true or false? Stop sweating. The Big Ten is going to get nine teams. Mm -hmm. Cratch, true or false? False. Okay. Sarge? I think true. Yeah, they're going to get nine. They're going to stop sweating, though. True or false? Michigan's going to win the Natty. James Cratch, true or false? False. Mm. Sarge? Wow. Um, God, I like them. I think they'll be yeah. in the final four. Yeah, um, once you get there. Yeah, I'm going to say false. False? Okay. I'm going to say true on that one. I think they're just that good. Uh, yeah, right. I, might, I, I might change. I reserve it. It's probably 13. All right. True or false, the women's basketball team is Sweet 16 bound. James Gratch, true or false? False. All right, Sarge? True. Look pretty damn good. I'm going to go false just because it's hard to get past the second round game in the NCAA tournament. We'll put them in somehow against UConn. All right, true or false, (laughs) Rutgers is a lacrosse school. Cratch. True. Women's lacrosse, top five. Sarge, true or false? Uh, True. Uh, that's and it's it's a nice this is a nice story and I will say like I know it doesn't get any attention, but you know talking to Pat Hobbs uh, over the weekend just about what's going on on campus right now it's 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 a good feel feel good thing I mean we've got the fall sports are playing and they're playing well the spring sports are playing and they're playing well it gets overshadowed by anything the basketball team does but I mean you know Cratch the lacrosse the lacrosse thing is real they're 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 pretty darn good right. No, they are. I, I, the men's lacrosse team, obviously, they've got a face-off guy. The Curse brothers have transferred in. Uh, they really seem to be cooking. It seems like you know this is, uh, you know, as, as long as everything continues to progress, they should be able to make the NCAA tournament finally, which I think would be a, a big step for a program that's been close before. You know, Coach Brian Breck that you know hasn't made it. You know, this is his tenth year here, hasn't made it yet. Women's lacrosse, great story. Three and you know, one. Three and yeah. one. Mostly, you know, my my. My understanding is that the schedule is about to get much tougher 
for the women. So I think that this might be a situation where you got to really enjoy the, the good times while you can, because I think that you're, they're going to start to play some really elite teams. But hey, they just swept, you know, a nationally ranked Ohio State team. So maybe they can kind of surprise and, and win a game or two more down the stretch. But I do think their schedule is going to get tougher. I think the men have a better long-term hopes to make the NCAA tournament than the women, but we'll see what happens. Uh, well, I mean, and, and then, uh, the, you know, the soccer programs are doing well. Men's soccer is two and one. Women's soccer is two and one. Men's soccer um, uh, lost to Penn State, but beat uh, Michigan State and Wisconsin on the road. Women's soccer, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, they, they're, they're um, uh, two and one as well. Women's volleyball has two wins. That's the Matt, Matt, they're, they're, well, they're two and ten, but I mean they, they do have two <laughs> wins, and that you know that, that's match they're, they're, they're the most they've ever had in a Big Ten play. Um, and uh, you know uh, men's golf, you know they 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 had a couple wins in the Big Ten um, match play championship. Uh, you know track and field had had a good showing it over at the uh, Big Ten. I sound like Pat Hobbs. I mean, you, you know, you had the conversation yeah. with Pat Hobbs, but you know, it is amazing when you, you know, you know, results aside, success uh, aside, it is amazing when you think about like how many sports are playing. Baseball will be playing starting Friday. Softball is already playing. Right. Yeah. It is amazing. You know, the hardest working people on the Rutgers campus are are, are the athletic trainers at this point. Yeah. All right, you both, you both, you both answered false to the Steve Peichel is on the hot seat question. I don't. Um, I said true. You said true. Okay. True with the fam, sorry, but not really a Nazi. True. Um, it's an interesting question. And I, I, I was exchanging emails with the editor, Kevin Manhattan, about this uh, this morning. Just, uh, you know, the idea, it's, it's just like I feel badly for him because of the circumstances in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. if you had said to, like, why, well, you're, you're the basketball coach at Rutgers, you're going to make the tournament in four years, which they would have done. Yes. last year they would have made the tournament <laughs> then that would have taken just a tremendous amount of pressure off him off the rebuild off this team it would have changed the dynamic entirely you know the world steps in and and offers this the, the greatest example of the ru screw ever you know do, should fans not take that into consideration when they when they evaluate what's going on of course of course they should but they're not going to <laughs> i mean again i you know I, I i said true but you know it doesn't matter because uh you know he has the support of uh, of the unwavering support of the ad and you know he has a, a long-term contract and again you know they would have been in the nsa tournament last year you know if anything they probably you know skipped a, a step by by uh you know assuming they you know they're, they're you know that, that they would have been in the nsa tournament it, a year ago so yeah this is disappointing and this reminds me of uh, you know the Rutgers football program in 2007 you know when when you know right, they, they right. you know coming off to 2006 season everyone thought oh you know the schedule eases up um you know they're they're, they're you know they have Ray Rice back you know Mike Teal you know all these weapons and then they just you know laid an egg and um it kind of reminds me of that once you you, know, you taste a little success um, you know, maybe these guys have been playing together too long. Um, you know, they're not a, a proven commodity. And look, I mean, we, we, we can evaluate and analyze, you know, all we want. But, you know, when, when you don't make three-point shots yeah. the way they did, you know, at Nebraska, you look terrible. You know, you, you yeah. just do. You know, when they, I think they were 0 for 8 in the first half, um, you know, you, you're just – not they also did, they didn't defend three point shots either, and they didn't no, they rebound. Didn't. They didn't no, they, rebound. and that surprised me too because defense. I mean, that's the one thing that I've always been able to hang my hat on. On Steve Peichel, the last couple of years is they defend, and you know that's all effort. And look, Geo Baker, you know, 
uh, said it was pretty candid afterward. He said it was an effort loss. And, yeah. and you know, I think, you know, you know, at this point in the year, you could debate whether or not they should be at that stage where, you know, there are effort losses, especially with everything to play for. But, you know, it, it was what it was. It's hard to pin for me to pin it on, on Pykele when, 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 you know, the, the team captain talks about effort and they just miss, you know, three point shots. Chris, why does this keep on happening though? I guess is the question. Like at what point is it on the coach? I mean, this is again, another winnable game, another game they should have won. This is no question about it. they should have won this game to come, to come out with a complete no show with all that's on the lot. I mean, is it at some point on the coach? Of course it is. I mean, is, you know, Steve Pike, a lot of sense, and, you know, I didn't, do, I got to do a better job of getting him ready. You know, I asked him and I said, you know, Steve, it's, it's March 1st, you know, you play for the NCAA tournament. Like if, if they can't get ready for this one after having, you know, and that was something that kind of, when a coach starts talking about how great practice has been, it's usually not trending in a great direction. You know, that's usually, yeah, people don't want to hear that. Bad sign. I, I will say, this, the reason why I said true is this, and like Sarge is absolutely right. Like, it's a, a horrible, you know, break last year and everything. If they don't make the tournament this year, I think most of us assume that it's going to be a very different team next year. Gio, Jacob Young, Miles might all be gone. If you don't make the tournament next year, you know, presumably you still got Ron and Cliff and Mulcahy. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're almost like the cycle starting anew and you've got to, you know, keep building and developing. And I just feel like at that point, when you start to get to year seven and there's no NCAA tournament, that's when things start to get shaky. So look, I, I agree. Like Michael has long-term contract. He's got Pat Hobbs in his corner. He's had a lot of bad luck with this thing, but it's just, if they don't make the tournament this year, to be frank, it you, you just start to wonder if this is a snake bitten situation that it's not going to end anytime soon, but it's going downhill gradually and slowly. Right. It could, could, it could be another Northwestern situation where they make the tournament and then you, then, you know, it, it's just re- replicating that success is difficult. I don't know if I've ever said it on here, but I, I've always thought that, you know, Pykele with the way he recruits and he develops, and like, it's always like a four-year cycle. And, you know, what happens when all of a sudden you don't make the tournament at the back end of a four-year cycle and then, the four, you know, it's just if you suddenly start to stack things up, I'm not saying Steve Peichel's going to get fired anytime soon, but the the, the – you can sort of see how things could kind of gradually slide from here if they don't get it. Right. All right. Let's dive into the insider questions. As always, thank you for sending them in. Rutgers Insider, if you haven't joined yet, you can be part of the conversation and, uh, and yell at us with half the losses. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is a good one. I like it because um, um, it'll really make, really make you think. In terms of all-time Rutgers sports, no-shows in a big game, where does Nebraska loss rank? Obviously, it's behind football's blowout losses to Cincinnati in 2006, the week after beating Louisville. But other than that, Sarge, you can, can you come up with any that make you go, the, wow. that you put on the list? Wasn't there a couple where, where Rutgers had a chance with the, in the like 2005-2006 range to make it to the tournament instead of ended up in the NIT? What do you got? That is a great question. Um, it is a great question. Yeah, I'm trying to think of you know the year that they everyone talks about the Virginia Tech loss. Yeah, uh, but then the following week they you know they, the following game they lost to the Seton Hall that could have cured a lot of ills, and then they lost to Virginia Tech again, I believe, in the uh, you know in the in, in yeah. the Big East tournament. Um, 
football. I mean, the you know, Cincinnati game obviously comes to mind first and foremost. Uh, the Connecticut loss back in 2011. Oh, yes. That was a huge eleven, yeah, and Greg, and that was as, as despondent as I've ever seen Greg Schiano. Yeah, um, that might have nudged him to the to the door might have, as much that, as anything else. Yeah. That might have. That was inexplicable. Um, those, you know, those are the two football losses that really come to mind. Right. All right. Here's another oh, good one. Oh, and and, and oh, go ahead, go ahead, Cratch. You got one? I would say it, it doesn't have the same magnitude, but yeah. 2018 football at Kansas. No, that was a no show. Yeah, that was a no was. like that was a no show, and like you went in thinking they had a chance to be two and one, and yeah. you literally left, and you're like, okay, let's start pre-writing Chris Ash gets fired. <laughs> right. it, it was That's it, coaching not only lists. that, right. but like the you know, hey, five, yeah. six, seven, you know, the most insane comments I've ever heard in a press. Oh, right, yeah, that uh, was not. That yeah, was not that was good. no show. I mean, it, it didn't really have the same magnitude. But I remember uh, Rutgers wrestling a couple seasons ago. They wrestled Nebraska at home on like a Friday night. There were like 7,000 people in the rack and Rutgers just got absolutely smoked. They had some injuries, but they were just non-competitive the entire, it was the weirdest night I've ever had at the rack because there was 7,000 people there just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. But then, you know, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because, you know, Goody kind of lit a fire under their butts and they went out and they upset Princeton on Sunday. All right. Good. A good question from Joe H. Uh, Here's the issue that's on many of our minds. This team is too talented to go down 30 points to Nebraska midway through the second half. There's something not clicking chemistry-wise, and Pikeel either doesn't see it or won't address it. What do you guys think? I, you know, it's, it's a great question. I'm going to throw this out here. You know, Geo Baker and Jacob Young have been on the same team for a long time. Yes. Two games in a row, they're in the starting lineup, and they're down 10 before, you know, you get to the first timeout, essentially. Is there something there, Sarge? Are we just – is it right in front of us? I think yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I think, you know, these guys have been playing together for so long. Um, Steve Michael talked about after the game, it, the, the, their two best practices, um, you know, of the season. Let me ask you this. Should they be having their, their two best practices of the season, you know, on February 28th, uh, 7th and 28th? I mean, should yeah. they, you know? Yeah. Um, I – <laughs> At this point, you know, it, it could be a chemistry. It probably is a chemistry uh, issue. I don't want to say that they've tuned them out, but you have a lot of veterans on this team who have been playing together for a long time. So your guess is as good as mine. We're not there. The, 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 the one issue, you know, when we talked about the COVID thing is, you know, we're not inside the building. You know, when you're inside the building and you're able to cover practices and, and you know, you get more of a feel for it. So I can't tell you that I, I, I had my hand on my finger on the pulse, you know, as far as – you know, the ins and outs and, and what's going on chemistry-wise, but there is something that's just not clicking. Crash, do you agree? Yeah, I, I just think that this uh, – and I think it might be as simple as just this has been, you know, uh, a long haul. I mean, think about it. You know, these guys have been at camp on campus about just as long as the Correct. football players were. It's yep. true. Yeah, and agree, the football yep. players at least had a camp, and then the season got postponed, so they went home, and then they came back, and they had a season where these guys have just been in a gym until Thanksgiving. And then they've had this, you know, miserable march and the injuries. I just think it, it's probably fatigue. I mean, it almost feels like last season has run into this season. And it just keeps going and going and going. But, like, the only thing I would say is these guys just have to dig down and realize that if they don't get to the tournament, it's going to haunt them forever. 
Right. So yeah. they've got to figure out a way to pull it together, beat Minnesota, get in. At that point, it's gravy. You know, if, if they get in a tournament and they lose by 20 points in the first round, yeah, like Rutgers fans will be disappointed. They'll be disappointed. <laughs> but at least they got there. Like they've, yep. just, they've got to get the weight of the world off their backs and get in. And then it's over and the program kind of – I honestly think the Rutgers would be better off going to the tournament and getting blown out to the point that everyone turns, turns off true TV 10 minutes in than missing the tournament. I think long-term for the program, oh, yeah. have to get well, it. Oh, there's no question. They, they got to get in. There's no question about that. Um, all right, here's another uh, a good one from Rick in South Carolina. Uh, I was thinking that even if all the men's basketball seniors return, does the ceiling change much if they all leave? I feel like the ceiling is around the same, but there's a lower floor if they leave. Yeah, I, uh, that's an interesting question. You know, I, it, and we were looking at this, another, another, uh, another texter put in what the starting lineup will look like if Gio and, and, and Jacob Young go pro. Um, you know, it, it, it's I think the ceiling, I think the floor could be pretty low without those two guys. You know, I mean, sure. you look at the starting lineup where you got Ron Harper and uh, Caleb McConnell in there. You know, uh, you still got Paul McKay and Montez Mathis, Cliff at center. So that's a good starting lineup, but the bench pretty thin. Who wants to take this one first? I actually think that of all those three guys, like you, you want Miles to stay the most, maybe just because. You well, need big yeah. men, and you don't have that. You know, I mean, obviously, Gio is going to be a Rutgers Hall of Famer. Jacob Young is a guy who can do a lot of things on this team no one else can. But they have guards in reserve. They don't have big bodies in the paint besides Cliff, really, they trust. And that's something that you don't necessarily go recruit a guy and he plays immediately. So I think Miles is the guy who I think if they hold on to him, they've got a good chance, even if Gio and Jacob Young leave, to kind of hold the fort down. I, I just want to brace Rutgers fans for, for the the notion. I mean, I was a little surprised that Miles uh, Johnson was made available for, for senior night before beforehand and he was honored. But, you know, he told us, like, he's – uh, already applied to three or four uh, other schools for a grad school. So if he transfers, this is an atypical, you know, guy, you know, you know, who, who wants to, to go to greener pastures. He's transferring for everything that you hope for, like a, a student athlete to, to transfer for a better opportunity from a, you know, a, a grad school program. Um, so again, I don't know if he, yeah, I, my, I got the feeling that if he's already applying to other schools that he, you know, he probably has a, school, a couple of schools in mind that where, where he'd like to, to go because it's, uh, you know, more about academics and, and setting himself for the future. By the way, just before we're talking about Miles Johnson against Nebraska, 22 yep. minutes, two points, four rebounds. Agreed. So, yeah, I mean that's that's something that that we were calling him one of the best big men in the in the Big Ten. Uh, certainly, I, I get it; they're not giving them the ball. But if you're one of the best big men in the Big Ten, that's not your performance against the Nebraska uh, front line. On a somewhat lighthearted note, like obviously we Miles wants you know serious engineering student. Can you imagine if like you're the basketball coach at like Caltech, <laughs> and like was Miles said like he wants to keep playing basketball. Like you like, yeah. you drop like. MIT and like, hey, Miles Johnson just walked in the door. He, yeah. He's going to school here. Like, and he right. wants to play hoops. Stevens Institute of Technology should be sending him a letter. Hey, look, we got a good engineering program. Yeah. Oboken, it's the best. Oboken. Come on, you can live right here. Exactly. It'd be good. Uh, all right, some more questions. Another one from Rick in South Carolina. This, this is a really fun to have a bunch of sports playing at the same time and most doing well. What is the best Rutgers sports team right now? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, what? Ooh. 
who, who would uh, you know? It would be women's basketball. I think you probably. But they, who would be the best Rutgers sports team? I would have said women's soccer, um, and I still might. I, I haven't seen them. I mean, they're two and one. Yeah. They, you know, right. it's too, too early to say. Yeah, so it's too early to say. I mean, traditionally, you know, based on on recent history, the last couple of years, I mean, it's women's soccer. Um, men's men's lacrosse is, you know, I think they might have cured a lot of ills with the faceoff uh, issue that they've had the last couple of years, and they're two and zero, oh, and they have two ranked wins. Yeah. Um, you know. It's, quite possible that if you're you know this the same question gets posed in may you know that that's the team that's the team that was the best uh Rutgers team yeah. uh, but right now I, yeah i'm just gonna say women's soccer just based on on on, on past history keep an eye on field hockey wow oh, out of nowhere field off, hockey off to a strong start and you know it, you know it's all about goalkeeper gianna glatz is one of the best goal you know net cage minders in, in america so right. if she stands up you know if she has a brilliant year she could take them a long way too so yeah i, I would say women's basketball look seven straight wins tremendous i think that the reason why i said false about them going to the sweet 16 is right now they're kind of still you know in that seven to ten range in bracketology right. i know that the you know espn's women's college basketball bracketology is not necessarily usually as accurate as the men's basketball side but i do think that as you said that you're still getting in that matchup where there's a very good chance that you've got you know a hammer waiting for you in the second round well it's gonna be (laughs) no matter what the ncaa is gonna gonna match them up with uconn in the (laughs) second round so you imagine being a few lucky goaltender by the way (laughs) I mean, you, like that ball, if you feel the ball, it's like solid as a rock, yeah. and they, they whack it with, with the stick. I mean, yeah, but you're, it doesn't you're look like much fun. Like the Hurt Locker. I mean, you know, it's like uh, – They do have a lot of like Garth, right? Like Garth Snow from the, from the Flyers in the 90s. All right. Okay. Good to know. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, it's right. The, we're doing questions. Um, <laughs> a lot of questions from insiders about the Rutgers offense – you know, and coach is a defensive guru, yet our offense looks like it was devised by an elementary school gym coach. Why do we not move the ball better? Why do we not set up Paul McKay for more three-point shots? I mean, what's, what's, what's going on with the Rutgers offense, guys? You guys got a theory? I don't know about Paul McKay taking more three-point shots. I mean, I, I, I don't think he's your best uh, three-point option for sure. But I mean, the, the Rutgers offense is – the Rutgers offense – has always been under Peichel. Like this is not like some new phenomenon. Like just like the free throw shooting. Yeah. So hey, you know may, maybe that's something at the end of the season they've got to evaluate. You know maybe they need to go out there and get their Sean Gleason or something. But I just think this is this this is the team they are. Right. Need to go out and get their get their Jeff Billet. I mean, I need to go out and get someone who's yeah. just who's just a reliable. Not a streaky shooter, not a, you know, uh, not, just a guy who can hit, make, I don't understand why they have not been, why Steve Pike will not been able to root that, recruit that guy. You know what I'm talking about? I think he's, he's been trying, but to, to no avail. And I think, I think, even you know, if they do have one, I think he is, you know, whether it's uh, Palmquist or, or, you know, I think he just does not want to sacrifice defense. So I think, you know, he's not going to give a long leash to a guy who, who, you know, is going to, you know, be inconsistent from a three-point shot and then give, offer you nothing from the defensive end. Well, yeah, they, 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 they had nothing from the defensive end. And Montez Mathis, Montez Mathis, people thought, you know, four year, you know three, uh, three years ago, people thought that, you know, he, he developed. He has not developed an outside shot. He might be the biggest enigma on this team in a lot of ways for me. Yeah, just, I agree. Yeah, I just see him and you think, all right, this is a guy with the, the talent. This is the guy, you know, who, who should be, 
you know, just a reliable 15 point a game guy. And, and sometimes I think he's, you know, that he shouldn't be out there at all. A lot of times when I'm watching. So it's just, it's, it's interesting with him. Um, all right. Those are all the questions I've got. Uh, I appreciate all, as always, we, we love you guys for, for texting us and, and for, for contributing to uh, our show. That's all I got guys. What else do you want to talk about? Anything else? We hit a lot of bases. Big hey, 10 wrestling. Big 10, 10 wrestling. wrestling. Cratch will be out, uh, out there, I, right? Are you yeah. going? The plan is I will be in Penn State. Where is weekend, it's yes. Penn State. Okay. Tell us how, about that. How many kids get to the podium, Cratch? How many uh, kids actually uh, win it? Where are you staying, more importantly? <laughs> uh, courtyard State College. You know, can, can we talk nuts and bolts? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm yeah, into- nuts and bolts. I mean, look, so the precedes come out later today. Uh, we're taping this. Um, bracket doesn't come out till Friday. I, I think Rutgers, you know, I'll just run through the lineup. It, it sounds like they're probably going to go with, with Shaver at 125. Uh, don't think he's going to make the tournament, national tournament. Uh, Sammy Alvarez, Sebastian Rivera, you know, have mm-hmm. Significant contenders to win Big Ten titles should have no issue getting the Nationals. Uh, Mike Van Brill's got a, a tough weight class, but I, I like his chances to get there. You know, he's maybe the best one-three wrestler in the Big Ten. He's really kind of wrestled well. Obviously, that's a big question. You know, how does this team look after such a long layoff? Uh, One fifty-seven. I think. That it, Tough time getting a guy through there. 65, same deal. I think Jackson Turley has a shot at 74. 84, John Poznanski, if he, if he wrestles to his ability, should get in. 97, Billy Jancer, really tough, but he has the ability to kind of out-wrestle the seed. They've only got six AQ spots there. Big Ten got kind of the short end of the stick there. And a heavyweight, I think, Colucci, it sounds like it's going to be him. So I think there's a good chance to get – five i would say realistically four or five maybe upwards of six or seven but i think this is just a, a young team and with the with the big layoff and the, and the strange season you know you're not going to see as many guys get there but i think you've got two serious national title all-american contenders in rivera and alvarez and i think a guy like Poznanski has a chance to make the podium in st louis as well rivera the favorite to win the national title it depends on who you ask he's ranked by some outlets but we're going to find out for sure because obviously he's going into this weekend you know he's got ironman uh out of from iowa number one the country leave from penn state's number two he's number three so we should get a really good idea of whether he can win a national title this weekend here's here's a question for you wrestling sarge if you had a choice right now and you had to you had to choose between a wrestler from any school or the kid from iowa who are you, who are you taking in this sight unseen the kid from Iowa. You're taking the kid from Iowa, right? It's I mean, didn't, like... didn't, didn't AC Slater go to Iowa from yeah. Save by the Bell? Yeah. Or no, yeah. he didn't. He was going to. I think he had a scholarship to Iowa. Is that right? I think I so. And he, he had, well, yeah. I well, he was on the, the – Did the, he get revoked? The, yeah. yeah. I, 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 Iowa, Iowa is a heavy favorite to win the Big Ten <laughs> team title again this year. Right. Should probably win a national title as well. <laughs> but you never know. Like, you never can count out Penn State. Just when you think – you know, Penn State has done this before. They, they've not, – lost the team title at the Big Ten tournament, and then two weeks later turned it around and won a national title. All right. All right. Have, we, corn, have, we, uh, have we lost our sponsor yet? Or, you know. <laughs> 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 you know gonna call. Like, spent, oh, spent a lot of time talking about Iowa wrestling on that show. <laughs> this is just not working out. It's, it's, this is not what it's, I expected. It's not me. It's you. Oh, this, is not good. <laughs> this is not good for the DEFCO brand all of a sudden. We're, we're building – we've completely remade New Brunswick, and, you know, and, and you guys are talking about <laughs> Iowa wrestling. All right. On that note, I want to thank everyone for listening. Hopefully, 
We'll be back. I think we're probably going to do one on Monday, fellas, right? We'll do one, ne- we'll do one next week, definitely after uh, yeah. they play Minnesota, when we will know and preview the Big Ten tournament. Hopefully, we'll be previewing it with the acknowledgement that Rutgers will be in the NCAAs if they beat Minnesota. If not, it's going to be fun. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Rutgers Rant. To participate in the conversation and receive live updates about the Scarlet Knights directly to your phone, sign up at nj.com insider.